Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Greg, what would you say you specialize in? What specific topic in the field of the paranormal and unusual? Uh, it's probably most definitely UFOs. Most of the okay. people on my show are we're talking about UFO stuff because it's the most fascinating subject to me. I always argue with Steve Bassett, of course, uh, who's with ExoPolitics, that uh, government is not going to come out and disclose. We're going to get it from whistleblowers or people like Tom DeLong, who you know have an organization now up and running. That's how we're going to find out about it. But we're not going to get it from government. There's not going to be a government news conference. And the president's going to come out and say, folks, this has been going on since the beginning of time. It's not going to happen that way. No, I don't think, I don't think so either, um, mainly because, and nothing's really changed my opinion, I don't think that the powers that be really know what they're dealing with. And what are you going to do, come out and say, oh, well, there's this thing going on, but we don't know what it is, and we don't know how to control it. Yeah. You can't really say that. And they're abducting you or taking humans, and we can't stop them. Yeah, or something like that. I mean, it's it's not something that's going to happen. I think the um, what I push for, and um, even after the the uh, Tom DeLong uh, business over the past few months, there's positive and negative negatives there that we can talk about. But um, what I push for is um, you don't need Big Brother to tell you what's going on. There's plenty of research, mind power, re- and um, researchers, um, authors, everybody that have been looking at this for a long time. That probably have just as much or more, and probably better information than you'd get from the government. In fact, people in the government that are interested in this are probably reading their research and their books all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure they're listening to you right now, by the way, on the program. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, they are. So what would you say categorically that you believe in right now with UFOs? I think that there is a phenomenon that has been going on ever since there's been humans. I think that um, some of it is unexplained. That's the fascinating part that we all want to know about. And um, more importantly, and that I get this from people, they say, you're a skeptic, a debunker. I was like, no, I'm not. I really do think there's a, a phenomenon. And more importantly, I think there's some kind of intelligence behind it. I don't know what form that intelligence takes. I don't. I don't want to get myself into you know in, back myself into a corner saying it's this thing or that thing because um, all you see in the UFO community is people saying you know what they think it is and it's 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 all of these things and none of them at the same time. So I'm interested in just about all aspects of it. Well, and I've always said, Greg, it's healthy to be a skeptic. Keep an open mind. Look for the truth. Look for the answers. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go into it as a believer. But once you get the results and the data and the evidence, then make a good good decision. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll ever get the results or the data, the evidence. We have a whole bunch of that, but I don't know what kind of conclusions we can make out of it. So I leave my mind open to the possibilities. 
that's basically what I think what a real skeptic is. You do not make a decision, like you just said, until you have enough information. And more importantly, if you don't have enough information, you don't have to make a decision. Exactly. Keep looking into it. Keep researching. Keep finding things out. Keep talking to people. A couple pilots around Arizona just reported a few days ago some very strange object, which they said was definitely not a plane. I mean, these things are popping up all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, they've been popping up all over the place for a long time. They seem to go in waves, which I'm sure the listeners and you noticed. Um, and also the, the media interested in it seems to go in waves as well. Our guest, Greg Bishop, who is a paranormal expert, has his own podcast. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on in the program. How many books do you have out now? Mm, I think four, four or five, something like that. What's the most recent one? most recent call is called It Defies Language. It's basically a bunch of uh, uh, essays I did on that UFO mystic site, um, along with Nick Redfern. He was the other writer on the site. Um, Good guy. Yeah, uh, Nick and I have been friends for quite a long time. He actually got me involved with the site. He just asked me if I'd be interested, and I, I jumped at the chance. And your first book was Wake Up Down There, right? Yeah, that was a collection of stuff from uh, my magazine, Excluded Middle, that I founded with two friends, uh, Robert uh, Larson and Peter Stencil, in 1991, way back then. It went for 10 years, and uh, it was kind of like putting myself through another n- another college degree or something, just doing that magazine, meeting people and talking to them and writing about it. And based on the research you've done, Greg, what could you conclude about UFOs at this point? I don't know if I can make any kind of conclusion about them, except, like I said before, there is something strange seen. We're not sure what it is, and some of it seems to be intelli- has intelligence behind it, but I'm not sure what the nature of that intelligence is. Dr. David Jacobs believes that there's something very nefarious, something not good happening with UFOs. What do you think? Uh, I think that's part of the story, but not all of it. And if you get, I think some researchers, they get, completely into their research, and they forget that there's other people that either don't agree with them or um, uh, are, if they d- it, have, have um, completely different research that disagrees with what um, they're putting on it. Like, many, many researchers have a completely positive view of the abduction scenario. So who's right? I'm not sure. So let's talk about some of the strange things that you've covered or investigated what would you say is the wildest thing you've come across? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that God. you can say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, come across? Let's see. I'll tell you a very strange story. All right. In the mid-1990s, somebody approached me saying he was from the Navy, from Naval Intelligence, and started handing me documents, showing me pictures that he said were taken at Area 51, telling me that people could listen into my phone conversations, that they could read what was on my computer screen from the outside of my building, and things like this started happening. While I was talking to this guy, suddenly I started getting strange phone calls at all days, all hours of the day and night. Um, and this was on my landline, and I did, you know, I had a answering machine on it, but if the answering machine picked it up, it would just be like silence. Yeah. And if the answering machine didn't pick it up, it would ring like 30, 40, 50 times. Weird. It would just keep ringing until I picked it up, and there would be silence again on the other end, or like some strange noises. And I hung up very quickly because I thought, oh my God, it's, you know, mind control noises trying to do something to me. Um, my mail was opened. 
And this wasn't something I was imagining. Uh, it was only from two people, a cattle mutilation researcher and an abduction researcher, Carla, Tur- Carla Turner, actually. Opened in your mailbox? No, I had a P.O. box. That's the other weird That's thing. That's weird. Yeah, and it was only from those two people. Either the stuff was lost or it was mangled or it was opened. And the fact that you can open people's mail without them knowing made me think, well, somebody wants me to know that they're watching me. And um, That went on for about a year until I, strangely enough, made a conscious decision not to be paranoid anymore, and, um, and it all stopped. So I don't know if it's a coincidence that it stopped or I just made the decision to stop being paranoid. Well, and as you know, we don't believe in coincidences here, Greg. So. Yes, exactly. So I don't know what happened during that period, but that was probably the strangest thing that happened to me during during all this stuff, uh, to me personally. The government has uh, admitted, basically, that it spent $22 million to investigate UFOs over about a 10-year period. And uh, what do you think of that? Uh, I think it's a minuscule amount it, as far as government projects go. I think they're only admitting to a little bit of what they did and what they're interested in because they they know these things are flying around. They know these things are interested in military um, bases and things like that, and they would like to know what they are, and I don't think they know yet. You don't um, think they have the crashed saucer from Roswell and they've done some reverse engineering on something like that? I don't know. I think it's a possibility, but I, you know, I, unless I can be shown something unequivocally and say, look, this is what it, or somebody that is completely trustworthy, or a group of people actually, it says, look, we looked at it, this is what it is, this is what it appears to be, and um, based on our past record of what we've told you and the research we've done, we think that you will believe us when we say that this is, you know, actually what it is. Um, and that hasn't happened yet, so I don't make a decision. I, I kind of leave myself open to uh, anything that comes up. I don't disbelieve it, and I don't believe it, but I'm interested. What's one of your favorite UFO cases? Oh, geez. Um, the Pascagoula case is probably my favorite, just because... Tell everybody what that is. Mine is the Lonnie Zamora police officer case in Socorro, New Mexico. Oh, I love that case. I'll, t- I'll tell that in a second, but go ahead. The Pascagoula, I think that happened in, I think it was 76. Seven, was it? A couple guys were out there, right? Yeah, they were out fishing in the mil- at, at night. Um, they heard a buzzing sound, and this, uh, they looked around, and there was this thing that shaped like an egg with a blue glow around it, I think. These things came out of it, grabbed them. They looked like some kind of strange robots, took them in. They gave them the, you know, uh, the electric eye went over them or something, some kind of camera, um, dumped them back outside, and... Uh, the weird part about this case, that's not the weird part. The, the weird and, and strange part is that, one, there was a secret recording made by the sheriff. Uh, when they went in, they didn't know who to talk to in the middle of the night, so they went to the sheriff's, sheriff's office. The sheriff said, oh, these guys are drunk, they're crazy, I don't know what's going on here. He put them in a room alone, but didn't let them know there was a recorder going. And the recorder just picked up them up, picked up, up their conversation, talking about how freaked out they were, what the hell are they going to do, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, do you believe in, in God? What is, you know, what, how does this relate? Just the normal things you would think when somebody would have that weird kind of an experience. And the thing about um, one of the witnesses, Charles Hickson, m- most people don't know this, um, two or three times later he had more sightings, one with his entire family. They saw this large thing hovering over the highway, um, scared, scared them all to death. Um, but it continued two or three or four more times throughout his life. He had... Um, either mental or actual physical, or at least he saw something, saw other objects in the air. 
So that's a very fascinating case to me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.